You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. What led you to the creation of this podcast? I started having repetitive dreams that I was living in a couple's house. So I asked my husband what the dreams meant when there's constantly having them. And so he said, that means that you have a similar calling. Similar calling, and and God is trying to... uh, Create an issue, a matter. Yeah, he's trying to bring attention to a matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started to figure out what their ministry was because I don't know them that well. Mm -hmm. Joe said they run a radio station. And I literally was like, Radio stations aren't like a big thing anymore. I can't do a radio station. Like, I'm not going to be a a DJ. And Carlos was actually the one that started me down the podcast path because I came to your guys' house and I was telling you all about my dreams, Mm -hmm. telling you what they were interpreted as, and that it was some sort of radio station. But I said, you can't even do a radio station nowadays. And Carlos said, start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And the second he said, start a podcast, I got like the whoosh of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, we need to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I told Joe, we need to start a podcast. And then we did absolutely nothing. (laughs) Did not start a podcast. I started looking at equipment. And equipment. uh, This is a classic case of he he doesn't call the qualified right he qualifies the called yeah yeah and a classic case of you hear god he tells you what to do and then you sit on it and do absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. you get an idea of what you're supposed to do and you get really busy in the natural yeah we also got really busy with the business Mm -hmm. and really busy with church yeah right and then your brain goes into this state of like all of the reasons why you can't do a podcast right yeah oh man like we gotta have the most elaborate setup we got to have equipment we have to invest so that we give god our best Mm -hmm. and then you get months out and then next thing you know for most people they're 20 years later and they're like oh man remember when we were going to do a podcast right Mm -hmm. that's how like christianity believers are nowadays right scary you got to be willing to ask the questions do the research and find out more well and we we've in the last um, 14 years, we've we've worked with so many people and been in ministry and, and done things, but there's a lot of people that we meet on the fly, so they get to they get to be a part of where we're at in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to experience, you know, where God's brought us and in, in the giftings and callings where we're working. You know, the 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 speech that he's using in the moment now. You know, God talks to us different now than he did when we first got saved. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that we've worked with now that don't really know where we came from. Right. So speaking of that, we know that you're a business owner. You guys work almost full-time in ministry, but have day jobs as well. Podcast is called The Real King. Why? Where does that name come from? 
Well, there's a there's a lot to that. Um, when I was much younger and living very worldly, um, I had a large group of friends, and my best friend at the time was a very eccentric individual, and uh, because of my last name, he nicknamed me the King, mm -hmm. and it it became a thing where. Uh, to this day, um, you know, lots of people still, uh, when they see me, they refer to me as the king. Mm -hmm. But now, in a spiritual sense, you know, it was almost prophetic because now we we understand um, what it's like to be, you know, under a, the real king, mm -hmm. um, to be uh, submitted to Christ under his rule and to um so so the idea of of you know getting to know the real king one um even though people called me the king there was nothing royal about me there was nothing virtuous about me there was no uh there's the only rule that was there um with with the influence i had on people was uh to receive you know it was a very selfish and now I understand, you know, Jesus said in his word that those that, that were last would be first, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the humble would be the ones that uh, got promotion. Right. So now I understand that in order to be a king and rule as a king and a priest, you, you have to humble yourself and you have to submit to the word of God mm -hmm. and be uh, available with compassion when people need it and not when it's convenient to you. So, to people who know you as the king, what do you hope that they see in the real king? Oh, freedom. I hope that they see Jesus. I hope that they see, uh, you know, the, the idea that when I was delivered from alcoholism and drug addiction and pornography uh, 13 years ago, a lot of people, they had this, like, ah, it's a phase, mm -hmm. you know, and it would have been easier for some of them to go to a funeral for me, uh, dying from liver failure, than it would be to see a radical transformation where all of a sudden this guy who drank every day of his life, mm -hmm. you know, since high school, to just become sober and start serving a God they can't see. Mm -hmm. right. Or a God they don't believe in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a God that, um, you know, the, the only knowledge of them, of him that they have is through people that were hurt. Right. The crazy part is if if I would hear that somebody got delivered of something horrible, mm -hmm. I would have a natural excitement for them. But you would not believe how many people actually have gotten upset with him because of that. Right. It's a lack of understanding, right? I don't get invited to weddings anymore. <laughs> I've been asked to officiate some, mm -hmm. but I like you. Um, people people don't understand that it, it, you don't. I don't need the added help of lowered inhibitions to have a good time. Mm -hmm. The misery loves company, though. I think is what plays into that. Right? Is if. If he's living right now and I'm not, mm -hmm. even if I don't believe in this God, mm -hmm. 
he's real, so your body's still going to have conviction when you're a spirit around that spirit. Right. People are going to really get reacquainted with who the, those that knew you as the king. They're going to get acquainted with the real version of you because the, the guy that you were is not the real version of you. That's this right. is. Thank God. I didn't like that. Guy. <laughs> I, I right. married that guy, you but did. I, I didn't like yeah. that guy. Right. You know, and, and my hope is that uh, we would bring light into darkness and that people would hear this stuff at the moment they need to hear it, where it can actually cut deep mm-hmm. so that they can have freedom and deliverance. You know, right. deliverance is a, a ministry that is much needed. Um, it's it's not comfortable mm-hmm. uh, for most people because it, a lot of times it includes uh, some sort of a um, opposition. You have to uh, come with an eviction notice in the name of Jesus Christ is something that's been occupying territory a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when you come and you... You come in the name of Jesus to take that ground back. A lot of times there's opposition. There might be a manifestation. It gets a lot of times uglier before it gets pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that's all done, the the discipling has to come. That you have you have people that are natural born leaders that have never had to submit under leadership, and, and in order for them to be successful. And to have success as a, a person anointed by God, they have to submit into leadership. Right. They have to adjust everything to to be available to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's not always easy because most of us are very self-serving. Right. Um, in the last probably 10 years, I've really learned a lot about maintenance. Um, when, when, when you have been free for that long and you know that your organs, I was just at the, the doctor for my, my yearly mm-hmm. um, blood work was amazing, uh, kidney function, liver function, amazing. Uh, they, they told me to quit eating at Quick Trip. Yeah, but like <laughs> so many amazing. There's no sponsorship. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sponsored. There, there's so many amazing things that go on, and and but there's there's then there comes the 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 accuser, the brethren, that mm-hmm. voice of, oh, you you have self control now. You you could drink real wine with communion. You could do right. this and you could do that, and I know I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control. Yeah, I struggle with self-control still, mm-hmm. even as a minister. I struggle with self-control when I see wrong. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look up the definition of maintain, mm-hmm. and it says to keep in an existing state to preserve from failure. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be giving your your testimony daily. Right. To sustain against opposition or danger and uphold and defend it. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I don't share with everybody that comes in my path something throughout the week that I'm delivered from, mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll lose the feeling of walking and deliverance. Right. You're delivered the day of, but then you're delivered every day after. Right. Like every day after that, you're living in the maintenance of that event. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's music that I used to really love, and I can't turn it on now because, like, I'm grieved. Right. Almost instantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and five years ago, it wasn't like that. Though, some people would call that triggered. Nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would. Yeah, I, I literally um, some of the stuff I I could do yesterday and today it doesn't feel right. Right. Because God takes you from glory to glory to glory. Mm-hmm. And today's glory is not going to look like yesterday's. Right. The crazy part though is that if you don't choose to maintain it each day, like it, mm. no matter how high you get, mm. it could all be gone. The next day. Yeah. Well, the Bible says you overcome by the word of your testimony, right? It, yeah. And you almost want to put like a little yes, up yes. carrot that yeah. says you continue to overcome mm. by the word of your testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain that status, right? Well, Paul said you die daily. Right. That's mm-hmm. like daily. Mm-hmm. That's, that's every day. You got to die to something every day. Your, your entitlements to just have a day where you're not interrupted. Right. Your entitlements to have a day where you can just do what you want. Mm-hmm. Like you have to die to something daily. Um, sometimes you're going to have to go in and pay for your fuel instead of paying at the pump because God is requiring of you that you have an encounter with somebody, whether it just be a smile in passing or a God bless you or... Man, you look beautiful today. Heidi, um, people that know Joe and have known Joe, it's really apparent, you know, that his he has a very dynamic testimony and he has a very charismatic personality. Everybody, everybody knows Joe. Um, if they don't, they want to know Joe. But there's a saying, behind every great man, there's an even greater woman. And you have your own testimony, right? Yeah, of uh, fighting through it, mm-hmm. not leaving, right? not letting hatred and fear and anxiety consume me. Right. Well, you had a prophetic word mm-hmm. at one point about your husband. Dark hair, dark complected, Tall, dark, and handsome yeah. was the, yeah. and a Pentecostal preacher, right? Something like that. And when you got married, he couldn't have been further. I mean, he had the dark hair and the dark skin, but... Yeah. And not really tall, honestly. (laughs) Taller than you. But compared to me, (laughs) very tall. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He might have mixed feelings on that. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm not that tall. (laughs) David wasn't that tall. Right. Hey, he, he was, didn't have he to be. He was set equipped. Sixteen though. or seventeen. Mm-hmm. Five stu- smooth stones, and he only needed one. Yeah, that's right. It really makes me wonder, though, that you know how, like, a lot of the times we're talking recently about, like, how to hear the voice of God. He's been talking to you every day. Mm-hmm. Through and, people, through His Word, and. Mm-hmm. Like now that like I'm focusing, right? Because what we focus on is yeah. what we put our attention on. So I've been focusing on hearing the voice of God. And ever since I've done that, 
all he's been doing is showing me how he's been talking to me the entire time. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't recognizing that it was him. Right. Because, like, as we talk, I'm like, what in me continued to decide to marry him when, like, the inside of me knew, like, this might not be mm-hmm. <laughs> the best. All the red flags. This might not be the best option here. Right. It makes me wonder if, like, that's that predestined type thing that scripture talks about where he knows. Like, mm-hmm. he knows and he can use it. And the second that we continued to go into the marriage, it actually only got worse. So right. the fact that that kept getting worse and then we are now in a position that we're at right now is amazing to me because God has your full timeline from birth to death and sees it. Right. He never stops talking to you the entire time. Mm-hmm. The only issue is that you're not hearing him correctly or not hearing him at all. Right. It's mind-blowing to me that you, <laughs> you can have a man and a woman that say they love each other Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's zero love actually there. Right. Because true love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And there was absolutely zero sacrificing occurring from either of us. Right. And it turned to such hatred on my part so quickly. Because when a woman gets married, they have this like un realistic expectation that the man is going to like fully take care of them and like fully make their life happy like a hallmark movie <laughs> literally yeah like all of this media stuff has destroyed the, the reality way <laughs> yeah. that real life is and then if we don't get that we think that like something's wrong something's mm-hmm. wrong with him or something's wrong with me right like what's the matter here mm-hmm. but he continued to go on his Whatever he was doing, Mm -hmm. I got left in the dust, and all I was able to do was just stew in my own hatred that I now had for this man that I married. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that God showed me and how he was continuing to be with me and talking to me that entire time is, again, there's no natural reason why I would stay. Mm -hmm. Right. It, It was a supernatural thing. I didn't tell any one of my family. Mm-hmm. I was married to this man for how many years? Four. Four years. And had a baby. Not one person in my mm-hmm. family knew he had a drinking problem. Right. So, like, I kept that inside and I hid it mm-hmm. <laughs> for four years. And then all of a sudden, it's just crazy to me how God was there the whole time. There was no reason right. for me to stay. But I stayed. So I actually made up my mind that this was my life now. And that's the one thing that I do like about myself is that you own up to your mistakes. Like, I knew I knew I made a mistake, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to be like, hmm, oh, well. Right. I'm going to leave my mistake now behind and I'm going to run away because I made a mistake. And also, where am I going to go? 
That was also another thing. Like, no one in my family knows that he's an alcoholic. Where the heck am I going to go? Like, I can't go anywhere. It's like fear and shame. Yeah, yeah. all mixed in. So I just made up my mind that this was my life now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just deal with it. And I did. And we did it unsuccessfully for quite some time. But... Yeah, it's just really crazy how God works because now that I'm searching out him and how he has talked to me the entire time, he shows me Mm -hmm. where he was at in all those times. Right. You know, like people constantly uh, quote the scripture, God makes all things work together for the good. Mm Mm-hmm. But they leave out the end of it for those who are called Mm -hmm. according to, to his purpose and love him. Um, the most important part, really. Yeah. Right. And and so even even these bad things that we went through, mm-hmm. um, you know, they did work out for the good. Um, they, they aren't anything I'd want anybody to go through. No. Right. You know, because they were all avoidable. Mm-hmm. They're all very much avoidable. So when... when when you think about Samson, like in Judges 14, mm-hmm. uh, he he had uh, came upon a, a girl, and he went to his parents, you know, and his parents, his mother did everything right. She, she did everything the angel told her, you mm-hmm. know, don't eat wine off the vine, all these things. And then all of a sudden, this young man comes to his parents who have had a prophetic word that he was going to be, you know, a, a successor over the, the Philistines and protect the, the, the people, mm-hmm. the children of Israel. And then, or the nation, I should say, of Israel. And then he comes and he says, you know, I want to marry this girl. Go and get her for me. Mm-hmm. You know, not only do they have to go and, and approach the family to ask for the hand of marriage they probably had to pay some sort of dowry and all this stuff you know and and sometimes people can do everything right mm-hmm. um it it says um you know his, his father and mother asked him if there if there wasn't even just a woman among the kinsmen among all our people that you must Go and take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines. And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she is all right in my eyes. Mm-hmm. His father and mother did not know that it was the Lord, or that it was of the Lord, and that he sought an occasion for assailing the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Mm. You know, and and I'm not saying God like puts us in bad positions or or whatever, but the the fact that there were so many forks in the road where I could have made a right decision, I could have gotten away from this or that, it would blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Before I got into like really dark stuff and cult type stuff, it would blow your mind how many times as a youth that I would go to something and repeat a prayer. Mm-hmm. And I meant it every time. Right. I was like, oh, man, we're going to give our lives to the Lord tonight. Like, this is Rededicate our lives. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to do this this time. I'm going to do this this time. And eventually, I I believe I I just got really calloused. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Desensitized. Well, yeah, yeah, it it literally was like, oh, it never works. Mm -hmm. 
Well, nobody ever discipled me. Nobody ever, you know, I was waiting for, I was waiting for neon lights and signs to point me in the right direction from all the prophetic words were spoken over me. Like Grabbing the life. Bible and flipping it open to a random page. Yeah, Bible God Russian speaks. roulette. I want to play that game because you'll land on something that if you don't have eyes to see or ears to hear and you don't know the context of it, it's going to send you down a weird road of right. like, why was that book ever on the bestsellers mm-hmm. <laughs> list? You know, but the things have worked out. Like we're in such a different place now. Right. We're not the same people. We're born again. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, we, we've literally... If you went and, and did some sort of a interview with most of the people that were just in our wedding party... Right. Yeah. You guys are unrecognizable. I've had secret conversations with, with men that were my groomsmen mm-hmm. now in life, and they're like... They're like, oh, man, I can't believe you've been doing this this long now. Like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Right. I was just at my buddy Paulie's house, and we were talking, and, and he's like, I'm a believer. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Right. You know, and he's also been free of alcoholism. He took a different road. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got, like, a treatment-type mm-hmm. road, but he's clean. But the, the idea of of it all... When you surrender it all to the to the the hands of the Lord, um, he'll 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 use it for the edification of you and the body of Christ to mm-hmm. to make stronger believers and equip people to 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 snatch them out of the fire of hell, mm-hmm. like it says in Jude, or to reveal the snare of the fowler, like it says in Psalms. Right. So I know you guys have plans in future episodes to go deeper into your testimony and talk through where you're at now mm-hmm. and the place you're at, at in ministry now. Um, but what do you want people to get out of this the most? Freedom. Yeah. That, 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 that you have peace in where you're at. You, you, there's no dumb question. That, yeah. So not only freedom, but we all struggle with the same things. Mm-hmm. Oh man, there's, there's so many times in in a church group. There were so many times where we didn't step out because no. of our lack of knowledge. Yeah. Well, scripture. If you get in there and read it, you'll you'll come across it sooner or later. Where where there's scripture that says, "Don't let somebody despise you because of your youth." Yeah. You you may not know everything, and you may not know you may the not know address. anything. Yeah, yeah. anything at all. Yeah. The only thing you you need to know starting off is that God is real. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is his son, and he came to save you. Seek and save. Yeah. Seek and save that which is lost, and, and recover the intimacy that you have with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We then, all deal with the same issues. We all deal with the same struggles. There's no judgment. We right. The Christians have this thing where they want to act like everything is cool all the time. Yeah. This podcast is meant to destroy all that, mm-hmm. because every even pastoral staff right. struggle with stuff like this, don't put them up on pedestals. Like we are all believers, and we all need to pray for each other. And what God does for one, He'll do for another. Mm-hmm. And that whole comparison is the thief of joy thing that is just sweeping the nation. It's time to get real. Right. I think there's a lot of people that have noticed a change, obviously, in you guys over the last almost two decades, right? 
It's been a long time. But for those who maybe don't know you anymore, but have been curious, I think this is going to be a good, a good way for them to get to know you again. Yeah. And you guys are like open books, you yeah. know, transparent. very approachable, transparent questions or they just have they just want to reach out and make a connection you have an email address the real king podcast at gmail.com right yeah t-h-e real i want king. i also want people with a family member that they think is unreachable absolutely yeah to realize there's hope mm-hmm. because th- there was no there was no preacher in my living room. No. If anything, you had you when yourself God had a deathbed experience. Yeah. Right. Now I did reach out mm-hmm. to first look through the television to see if there was somebody on that could lead me through some sort of salvation prayer because I was mm-hmm. dying. But um, I also I ended up dying to pride and calling my earthly father who's a minister and mm-hmm. asking him for help right the oak tree the oak tree the oak tree yeah mm-hmm. well and and when you when you you know even getting into our the story of our our you know wedded bliss <laughs> you know we had coming from both coming from uh you know a lineage with ministers in the bloodline on both sides. On both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, we had we had well-known men of God mm-hmm. that performed our ceremony, and there was a point even through the counseling before we got married that that Heidi was told that maybe this isn't a good idea. Like this guy might not be savable. Mm-hmm. You know, and that. That kind of a posture, you know, you're you're only able to um, you're only able to bring your experience to the table, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, they they had no experience in 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 the realms of having a loved one that was so like their kids were in ministry, mm-hmm. you know. So they didn't they didn't deal with that. So, you know, reaching out to even people like that who've taken on. Um, the responsibility of the judgment seat of Christ and being able to lead them to a place where they can get deliverance from that because right. they don't want that job. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't want that job. He literally, on the cross, while people were killing him, looked up to the Father and said, right. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He even prayed ahead of time yeah. because he knew what was coming. Lord, and if you can take this take cup, this cup. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think I think the the bringing a message of clarity to to people where they can they can find peace. Yeah. You know, when you shut your eyes and hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I heard Jonathan Helzer speaking recently and he was he was talking about how they'll they'll uh, bring people into their school of ministry and they'll they'll say, "Okay, shut your eyes. When you see Christ, uh, what do you see? And and then people, oh yeah, loving Father or loving mm-hmm. loving Jesus or whatever. And then they'll watch them when they're working in the school. And if they don't manifest that, right, then they work on correcting those actions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, so you said, you know, loving. Jesus and when you or say whatever. manifest that, you mean act it out. If yeah, they're, they're they're 
showing that because nowadays when people say manifest something it takes on a whole different connotation but yeah it's observing the behavior and seeing whether there's a presence of or lack of yeah and if jesus's character if you're if you're constantly reacting with this posture of uh you know which hand is going to strike me because mm-hmm. my my dad liked to be heavy-handed or whatever the person mm-hmm. really thinks about what their definition of a father is you know so to to re to to discard those those you know those wounds and those traumas and become a product of of what you say is what you actually believe. If right. if if God's a loving Father, then then He's going to know, you know, when your heart has changed. He's gonna mm-hmm. He's gonna utilize that change of heart. Right. So you guys have a lot more to share, a lot more to come up in the upcoming episodes. But for now, people should subscribe. Right. Click the like button. <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> That's Get on some YouTube. Notifications. <laughs> yeah. But Whatever subscribe. platform you're on. Yeah. Subscribe and then stay tuned because there's big stuff coming. Amen. <laughs>